0: Thank you for accessing this audio resource from Glad Tidings Church. This is Pastor Tim Rice. I hope you enjoy the message and receive some benefit from it. If you do, please let us know. Send your comments to info at gladtidings.church. Now, here's this week's message. But tonight we're going to look at a passage in Philippians, Philippians chapter 4. We're going to read verses 1 through 9. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about maintaining having um, uh, emotional security. How many believes uh, or stability? How many how many believes God wants us to have emotional stability? Right? That we're that we're not doing that we're not like this all the time. Up one moment, down the next moment. Up one moment, down the next moment. I believe that it's possible for us. To have a kind of experience with the Lord, where our emotions are not always on a roller coaster, right? But that we're that we can be, we can maintain a kind of uh, well joy and emotional stability in our life. So I want to talk just briefly about that uh, tonight. If, uh, Philippians chapter four, beginning in verse number one. So this is what Paul says: Therefore, my brothers, now, um, whenever you I heard somebody say one time, it's been a long time ago, uh, so I can't remember who said it, else I would credit to them, okay? So whenever you see a therefore in the Bible, you always wonder, you always have to ask yourself, what is it there for, right? So it's connecting to something that Paul has already said, and I'll get to that in just a second. Paul said, therefore, my brothers, whom I love and I long for, my joy and crown, stand firm thus in the, in the Lord, my beloved, that's what we're going to talk about, how to stand firm rather than your emotions going up and down and up and down. How, to, how can you stand firm, okay? So stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. Verse 2, I entreat uh, Euodia and I entreat Syntyche to agree in the Lord. Yes, I ask you also, true companion, help these women who have labored side by side with me in the gospel together with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Verse 5, let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we need your peace. God, we need you to be with us. And God, I believe that you have something to say to us, something to teach us here from your word about how we can stand firm, how we can maintain a a kind of emotional stability no matter what the, what life throws at us. And so, God, help us to learn that lesson. Help us to understand it from, from your word tonight. And God, we ask it in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So, in this passage, Paul tells the Philippians to stand firm thus in the Lord. As I said... He connects this to something that he has already said. And so when he is telling them to stand firm, he's telling them to stand firm thus. He's telling them to stand firm in the context that he has already established. So everything he has already told them, he's saying, therefore, stand firm on the basis of what I've just told you. And, and what I've just explained to you. So what is it that Paul has just Explained to them. Well, the immediate context of what Paul is saying to the Philippians, "Stand firm," thus is that he has just told them that our citizenship is in heaven, and that one day Jesus Christ is going to return and He's going to transform our lowly bodies to be just like Him. How many knows that is good news indeed? Amen. I'm looking forward to the day. When Jesus Christ returns, our hope is not in this world. Can I get an amen? Our hope is not in this world. Our citizenship is in heaven. Our hope is in heaven, right? And so we need to keep our eyes on Jesus Christ and realize that no matter what happens in this world below, we can keep our hope in Jesus Christ. Christ. And so this is what we refer to in the assemblies of God. Anyway, we call this our blessed hope our blessed hope is that soon and very soon. I believe that soon Jesus Christ is going to return. He's going to take us so that we can be with him there in heaven. We'll say goodbye to this world and we'll go to that place that Jesus Christ has prepared for each one of us. So we refer to this as our blessed hope and you might know that Biblically, the word "blessed" means what? Happy. This is a this is a happy hope. It's something that brings us joy, and it is so. This is a, a knowledge. This is an information that gives us joy. It's a source of joy, and it is a source of encouragement in our hearts. And so, Paul is saying to the Philippians, his desire for the Philippians, and how many knows for us. As well is that they and that we should stand firm in the happiness in the joy that we experience when we are filled with the knowledge and with an awareness that God has prepared good things for us and that in spite of what problems we might have in this world in spite of what adversity we might face in spite of what might Try to discourage us in this world. We can remain encouraged because we know that our hope is in heaven, that our citizenship is from above. And so it's it's in that awareness, it's in that knowledge, it's in that joy that comes from knowing that and, and being convinced of that that Paul is saying to the Philippians stand firm. In, in the joy and the awareness that you have that Jesus Christ has prepared good things for you. That no matter what you experience in this world below, that one day Jesus Christ is coming and he's going to take us to heaven. So each one of us should uh, endeavor to remain unwavering in our, um, in our commitment and in our contentment that Jesus Christ is going to take care of us. And it's all we used to sing a song, or I remember singing a song when I was growing up in the church. How many of y'all remember singing this song? I shall not be, I shall not be moved, right? Just like a tree planted by the river, right? I shall not be moved. And so I've heard a lot of people disparage that old hymn, but I think there's a lot of truth in that old hymn, amen. And that, that no matter. During the dry seasons of life, no matter during the stormy seasons of life, no matter what's going on in our in our um, situation, we can remain unmoved because of our firm understanding that Jesus Christ has good things prepared for us. Can I get an amen tonight? So that's what Paul is talking about. Don't be moved by the things of this world. Don't be moved by the things that you see. Don't be moved by uh, the 6 o'clock news. Don't be moved by the things that you read in the newspaper because our hope is in God and our citizenship is in heaven. And so that's what Paul is talking about here to the Philippians, for them not to be moved, not be Emotionally, up and down, and up and down. One day you're happy when you see the news, what's going on, and the next day you crash because something bad happens, and then the next day you're up, and then next week you're down again. Uh, Paul says, "Don't be moved by these things. Stand firm in the hope that you have through through Jesus Christ." So, our emotions do not always have to fluctuate; they can remain firm. But how many knows? that our emotions do, from time to time, fluctuate. And they do go up and down. I mean, we all have good days, and we all have bad days, don't we? And our emotions can fluctuate and go up and down depending on the circumstances of, of life. In fact, Paul lists several things here, I believe, in this passage that can, if we allow them to, Several things that do move us if we allow them to. Some things that will affect our emotion, our emotional stability. So I want to list those for you very quick before we talk about how to remain firm and and unmoved, okay? So there's at least, oh, four, maybe five things here that Paul indicates or alludes to that can move us. They can move our emotions up and down that can cause our emotions to fluctuate if we allow them to. Number one, first thing that can move us is animosity. Animosity. Or, in other words, conflict. When we have conflict with one another, we have conflict with somebody else. When we're in conflict with somebody, that can, how many knows, that can mess with your emotions and it can cause your emotions to move from that place of contentment in here Paul talks about two ladies that were in the church and they were having conflict and their conflict was apparently causing problems in the church, causing problems for themselves as well. Now there's a couple important things to point out about the conflict that they were experiencing here. Number one, uh, and that, that is that conflict is normal. We all have conflict in our life, whether it's with, somebody at work whether it's with a husband a wife whether it's with a kid whether it's with a neighbor conflict is inevitable how I many of there's no way to avoid conflict right but we can avoid animosity we can allow we can keep from allowing that conflict from moving our emotions away from Jesus Christ but if we're not careful conflict can move our emotions and can cause us to get our eyes off of Jesus Christ so conflict is normal in fact in fact in some cases conflict can even be helpful because it can it can help resolve issues underlying issues so it it can be helpful but if conflict is not resolved then it can become healthy uh, unhealthy and it can become harmful in our lives these two ladies that Paul was talking about in the Philippian church notice that they were believers he's saying he said they, they're believers it's, it, it's not that one of them is a sinner and the other one is not he's not taking sides and saying one's right one's wrong he's saying they're both believers in fact he says they're both fellow workers they worked hard in the kingdom of God and so conflict is normal conflict happens in our life but we have to be careful not to allow conflict to become animosity hatred in our life because when it becomes animosity it can it can move our emotions and mess with that kind of stability that that Paul wants us to have and that God wants us to have if we allow it to our emotions can be in, come involved to the point that it will move that conflict will move us away from our center, which is always should be Jesus Christ. When we get our eyes off of Jesus and we get our eyes on somebody else, what somebody else is doing, what somebody else is saying, how many knows, then we get in trouble, right? So Paul says animosity, conflict can move us if we're not careful. Uh, number two, the second thing that Paul alludes to here is adversity that when we encounter adversity adversity can move our emotions as well right we might be happy and feeling good and then when something happens we lose our job or we uh get an offender bender in our car and how many knows that can affect your attitude and your emotions i remember hearing a story of the pastor who pastored um uh now I forgot the name. I used to, First, first Assembly of God in Durham, the first church that I pastored there in Durham, he came and held a homecoming for us one time. And he was, he was an old-fashioned Pentecostal preacher. And, I mean, he dressed sharp. And when he got up to preach, and, and so he was, he was old. I think, sometimes I think I'm old school. He was old Old school, right? He got up. He shared a story. He shared a story with me one time. He said, "You know, he said when I was pastoring here, I had just bought a brand new Cadillac." And he said, "And and um, I got out of church one Sunday and I got in my Cadillac and started to back up, put it in reverse, and I backed right into a pole and put a big dent in the back of my Cadillac." He said, and "I got out of my car and looked, and looked at the dent in my Cadillac." And he said, and some, somebody from the church came up, and his name was Brother Schultz. He said, Brother Schultz. He said, I know you're mad about that. You're upset about that. That just tears you up, doesn't it? And Brother Schultz said, nope. He said, I'm not going to be moved by that. He said, I've worked on my spirit and my attitude, and I'm not going to let that move me. Now, I'm not so sure that it would have. Not moved me I probably would have been moved a little bit right because when we encounter adversity it moves our emotions and, and it affects us and Paul acknowledges that that adversity can move our emotions if we're not if we're not careful that's why Paul says here in this passage rejoice in the Lord always and again I say rejoice Right. So what is Paul talking about? Paul had begun his letter to the Philippians by telling them what? He was in prison. This is a prison epistle. He wrote this from prison. And so he began this letter to the Philippians by explaining to the Philippians that although he was in prison, he said, I am rejoicing because I am confident that God is going to work all of this out for his glory. If Paul could rejoice when he was in prison, how many knows we can rejoice when we have a bad day, can't we? So adversity, if we're not careful, adversity can move our emotions and get us off center and away from from Jesus Christ. Number three, the third thing that can move our emotions is anger. Anger. Right after Paul says That about rejoicing in the Lord, rejoice always, he says this, and this is kind of curious. He says, let your reasonableness be known to everyone. It's a funny word. It's not a word that we use generally, reasonableness. Some translations translate it like this, and I think it's probably a little bit better, at least easier for us to understand. Let your gentleness be known. Let your gentleness be known. Be known. I wonder, sometimes, this is just me thinking, I wonder if when the world thinks about Christians, do they think about Christians as being gentle and being kind? I'm afraid that sometimes that's not the impression that they have of Christians. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm afraid that sometimes the world, when they think of Christians, they think of what? Angry people, mad people, People who just tell them shouldn't be doing this, shouldn't do that. Uh, judgmental uh, people. But Paul says, let your gentleness be known. Let your reasonableness be known. The reality is, is that, yeah, there's a lot of things that can anger us if we allow them to. A lot of things that go on in the world that we could, we could get angry about. But if, if that anger is pent up inside of us, how many knows it's just going to make us angry people and hateful christians and a hateful christian is not a good witness for a loving jesus christ is it and so paul says so don't let anger move you don't whether it's anger about again about your situation what you're going through what you're experiencing what people in the world are doing what people are doing to you if you're in conflict with somebody else yeah there's a lot of things that can make us angry but we ought not let that anger move our emotions away from Jesus Christ we should always demonstrate the gentleness the reasonableness of of Jesus Christ so anger can can move us and then finally number 4 the fourth thing that can move us if we're not careful is anxiety so that's why Paul says so be anxious about nothing anxiety about whether it's Whether it's about your job, whether it's about your family, whether it's about the world, uh, whether it's about uh, your church, whatever it is, anxiety can affect your emotions and it can move you off-center and move your emotions away from Jesus Christ. And so that's why Paul says here in this passage, do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And then look at verse number 7. He says in verse number 7, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. Paul says through prayer, rather than anxiety, rather than feeling anxious about the things in your life, through prayer you can give those things to God and in return, God can give us peace. I knows mean, that's a good exchange. If I, would, if I can give God all of my cares, all of my anxiety, all of my worries, then he will give me his peace. And Paul says, and it's that peace that will help us guard our hearts and guard our minds, make it easier for us to remain unmoved, Remain standing firm and steadfast in the hope that we have through Jesus Christ. So through prayer, God can give us his peace, which will guard our hearts and our minds. But what happens if our emotions have moved so far that it's difficult for us to experience the peace of Jesus Christ? What, what if we're not experiencing that peace? Well, Paul gives us some further advice, and these, this advice is in verses 8 and 9, and it's kind of what I wanted to key on tonight. Finally, brothers, verse 8, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things. And the God of peace will be with you. I heard an interesting story the other day. It was a, somebody was given a, you know what a TED Talk is? It was a TED Talk. It was this woman that was talking about how she learned or how she was able to fall out of love Uh, With this man that she had been involved in for a number of years now off the bat I disagree with her definition of what love was because she was defining love as just an emotion So the short of it was this she had had this relationship with this guy and it was it went sour it went bad And so she knew this is not a good relationship for me, but she could not move beyond the emotional attachment that she had to to this guy, and, and it was an, it was a bad relationship. I won't go into the details. Bad relationship. It was abusive relationship. That's why I said I I differ with her about the definition of what love uh, really was. But anyway, long story short. So she said uh, she went to this doctor, and the doctor um, did an MRI of her brain. Now this was. She went to some extent to get this done. (laughs) Uh, Doctor did an MRI of her brain, and while they were doing the MRI of her brain, they showed her a picture of this guy, and through a series of MRIs, they were actually able to locate the, the place in her brain that lit up when she saw the picture of this guy and she experienced these negative emotions about this guy. So when she would see the picture of this guy, she would feel these emotions, negative emotions and the, the pain and the hurt and the angst or whatever you want to call it. And so through the MRI, they were actually able to locate that place in her brain where that was, was located. Then they took that information and they devised a plan. They hooked her to a feedback machine so that what they did was they trained her brain. To keep away from that place in her brain that she would go to when she thought about that guy and they did it I thought this was fascinating here's how they did it rather than punishing her or shocking her or whatever when she thought about that guy they rewarded her when she thought about good things and so they actually trained her brain to stay away from those negative emotions and negative thoughts by reinforcing her brain when she thought about good thoughts and positive thoughts. Now, isn't that amazing? It's amazing to me because Paul wrote about it a long time before medical science ever called up to the brain because that's what Paul is talking about here. How do you how do you keep yourself in the peace of Jesus Christ? Paul says there are a lot of things that will try to move your emotions away and take you away from Jesus Christ. But you ha- how do you keep yourself in the peace of Jesus Christ? Whatsoever things are good, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are commendable, whatsoever things are lovely. Think on these things. What is Paul doing? I mean, long before they had MRI machines and long before they had electroencephalographs that they could hook your brain to, Paul said, train your brain to think on good things, the right things, and through positive reinforcement through God's Word. If you'll think on the good things of God's Word— then you can train your brain to stay away from the negative things of the world. How many believe that's, that's good advice? Amen? And medical science is just now catching up with the Apostle Paul <laughs> who gave that advice to us first. He said, Paul's saying there's a lot of things that you can dwell on and that you can think on that's going to take your emotions in a bad place in the wrong direction, whether it's conflict you're having with somebody else, whether it's adversity you're experiencing in in your own life, whether it's anger that you feel because of something somebody's done to you or hurt you in some way, whether it's some kind of anxiety about what's going on in your life or what's going on in the world. Paul is saying all of those things are going to take your brain and take your mind and take your heart In the wrong direction and it's going to take your focus off of Jesus Christ and take you out of the peace of God that we ought to always have and so Paul said if you're if you're thinking your heart your mind has been taken out of the peace of Jesus Christ think on whatsoever things are pure whatsoever things are lovely and Paul says if you think on these things then you can, as it were, train your brain to uh, avoid those negative emotional responses by the things of the world. But listen, but Paul says, don't only think on these things. He also says, think on these things, and then whatever you have seen from me, heard from me, whatever I have taught you, he says, practice these things as well. So it's it's not enough to just think on these things we need to practice the things that we have learned in God's Word obey the things that God's Word tells us to do here's the conclusion of the whole thing how do you stay firm how do you remain unmoved by the things that would try to move your emotion and your thinking and take you out of the peace of God number one Get your heart right. You have, you're having conflict with somebody? Then Paul says, hey, learn to agree with them. Resolve that conflict. Don't, don't let it pull you away from Jesus Christ. You're having, experiencing adversity in your life? And Paul says, do what? Rejoice always. No matter what's going on in your life, rejoice in the Lord Always. If you got a problem with anger in your heart, then what do you need to do? Get your heart right. Let your reasonableness be known. Show your gentleness and kindness to those around you. If you're having a problem with anxiety, hey, take it to the Lord in prayer with thanksgiving and let your petitions be made known to God. Cast your cares on him and let him take All of those anxious, get your heart right. And then Paul says, then get your head right. Think on good things, right things. Dwell on the word of God. Renew your mind through the washing of the water of the word. Get your heart right. Get your head right. And then finally, get your habits right as well. Stay in God's word. Pray. Go to church. Serve give, do the things that you know that God's word tells you to do. And when you, when you get your heart right, when you get your head right, when you get your habits right, then Paul says, then the peace of God will be with you and it will help you to guard your heart and to guard your mind and keep it in Jesus Christ. See, when we keep our heart and we keep our head and we keep our habits centered on Jesus Christ, and that's the only hope that we have of not being moved by the things of this world. Amen? So, Paul gives us some good advice there, and he tells us how we can make sure that we can remain steadfast and, and firm. So, I want you to bow your head, if you would. Mike, if you come to the piano, we're going to pray. And it may be that this evening, I know this is a... Um, Just kind of an instructional word for us. Hopefully it will be a helpful word because I know that we all battle those ups and downs in our life. We all face those highs and lows and sometimes it's hard for us to keep our heart in the right place. Sometimes it's hard for us to keep our head in the right place. Sometimes it's hard for us to keep our habits in the right place. But we're going to pray for the help that comes from the Holy Spirit, and ask Him to help us to be able to do that. Thank you for listening today. If you have any questions or would like more information about following Jesus Christ, please contact us at gladtidings.church. If you live near Dunn, North Carolina, please consider visiting our church on Sunday mornings at 1030. You can also download our church app in the iTunes or Google Play app store and receive updates and notifications You may use the app to make a financial gift to help support our ministry. God bless you.